Diving into the social swim is a lot easier than it seems. It's just a matter of following a few very simple rules of etiquette. A matter, too, of having a little courage. All right. Well, uh, that's old-timey dating advice, and apparently we are moving backwards as far as dating is concerned during coronavirus. It's changing the dating game for, in some people's uh, minds, the better. Dr. Helen Fisher is a biological anthropologist and senior research fellow at the Kinsey Institute. She joins the show right now. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm delighted to be with you. Well, I'm pleased that you're here as well. Now, you've been doing some work as well uh, with Match.com, so you've been seeing uh, things change where dating is concerned. How has dating changed during the pandemic? I mean, for obvious reasons, we know we're not meeting um, in person as much because of the lockdown, but maybe you can break it down for us. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, a, a whole new uh, uh, um, stage in the courtship strata, uh, you know, um, trajectory is emerging. You know, before this virus, people met on the Internet, and that's all these dating services are. They're places to introduce you to somebody. The only real algorithm is your own brain. And then they would meet the person on the Internet, and that is the primary way, actually, in America of meeting today. And then they would go out and meet the person in person. Well, we can't do that now. So instead, what they're doing is more video chatting through FaceTime or Skype or or Zoom or whatever. And in fact, uh, Match just did a study a couple weeks ago, and they found that prior to this uh, uh, pandemic, only about 6% of singles were actually using video chatting to to um, meet somebody and get to, get to know them. And now 69% are certainly open to chatting uh, with, uh, with video chatting. So the bottom line is we're moving forward to sort of a more traditional form of dating somebody, which is getting to know them um, before uh, you have sex with them and before you spend any money on them. I mean, one of the beautiful things about this is when you're dating from home, you're not having sex. I mean, when you go out on a first date with somebody, you always it's always in the background do i kiss her do i hold her hand do i invite her home uh him home etc it's it, sex is off the table and so is money you don't have to decide whether you're going to go to a cheap cafe and have a coffee or whether you're going to go to an expensive bar and spend a lot of money money is also off the table and in fact these singles have something to talk about uh, and in fact, we now know that, you know, the chit chat is gone. Instead, there's much more self-disclosure. And the academics clearly show that when self-disclosure is, is on the table, when you're actually saying what your hopes are, your fears are, it builds intimacy and connection. So we're seeing this new stage of courtship, which is video chatting. And in fact, I think it's, it's actually a great plus. You know, the COVID battle, the battling this pandemic has been compared to a war. And I think about, you know, dating and how people rushed into getting married or those super serious relationships right before they shipped off to war. Are we seeing that go on during this pandemic because people are meeting people and thinking, I have to connect because connection is the most important thing? Yes, in fact, we are seeing it. I mean, I, I don't think there's any really solid data on that, but certainly anecdotally you hear constantly, and I work, I've worked with Match for 15 years, and, you know, I hear from them, but also over the Internet that there's all kinds of couples that they've met, they've been out three or four times, they really like each other, and then comes that moment of truth. Where do I spend the next two months of my life? And certainly a, a good number of them are taking the plunge, and they're packing their little suitcase and moving into the other person's house and seeing how it goes. And that's very interesting. I mean, you know, catastrophes move you to the next step in life. 
And in this situation, you're either going to grow together or you're going to grow apart. But at least you're going to know. I mean, this is a time of self-assessment, of seeing what you've got, of seeing what you don't have, of seeing what you think you need, and making that step to see if it can happen. I, one of the pluses that, are, that that is coming from, you know, being in lockdown and trying to find love in lockdown is that with a lot of these dating apps, yeah, Chris, my, my producer, uh, has said several times that some of his male friends have, have mentioned that women in particular will go on these dating apps and basically they're looking for a free meal. That's all out of the way now since you can't go out. I mean, you could do, I guess, uh, order, skip the dishes to someone's house and say, hey, yeah. let's have a virtual meal together. But you're not seeing people take advantage of other people for the wrong reasons. Well, first of all, I think people, both men and women, have been taking advantage of each other for something like several million years. <laughs> I don't think this yeah. is the first time. And I don't Isn't that think the truth? All women. Uh, I think that it's men and women. But, um, you know, this is going to end. I mean, we're mammals. We are built to go out and meet people in person and negotiate the sex and negotiate the money, and we will be back at that. What's interesting to me about this time is, I mean, I'm an anthropologist, and, you know, we were not built for 24-7. We were not built to spend 24-7 with another human being. I mean, for millions of years, we traveled in these little hunting and gathering groups, and men went hunting all day at least probably four times a week. Often they would stay out for two or three nights. Women would go gathering. Sometimes they would go to another uh, camp and spend two or two weeks with friends and family. So this is a time of stress. I mean, you know, people will say, oh, well, this is like living together. This is not like living together. I mean, people who live together, they go out, they see their friends, they go see family by themselves, they do other things at night. Uh, This is different. I mean, this is the deep plunge. You really get to know somebody rapidly, and you're either going to win or lose. And so do you expect when this pandemic lifts that we're going to see a lot of people that have been in these stable relationships say, you know what? I thought it was working, but it's just not working. I mean, we saw that in Wuhan when they lifted some of the um, the lockdown restrictions. People were actually calling their lawyers and saying, yeah, we, we might want to get a divorce. <laughs> I think that, I mean, that, that certainly the data shows that there's much more divorce after one of these crises. What they didn't show is that there are probably a lot more marriages, too. I mean, some people are, are, are realizing, oh, I couldn't decide whether I really liked or didn't like her. Now we've been living together. Now I know what she does for a living. Boy, I'm impressed with that. Oh, she's a good cook. I hadn't realized that. Oh, he's, a, he's not a slob. He's a lovely guy. He, you know, we built <laughs> You know this and that together. So it's just in a time of crisis, you live, you you know, you grow together or you grow apart. And one of the things that you know we always hear about all the problems, but we aren't hearing about some of the great achievements of people. And this is, in many respects, an opportunity to learn more about yourself, to learn more about the people around you. I don't know about you personally, but I'm getting calls from people that I haven't talked to mm-hmm. since graduate school over 40 years ago. I mean, we're building our connections. You know, it's social distancing, but it's, I mean, it's really not so, it's physical distance, but it's not social distancing. And I think we're building and strengthening networks, understanding who we are, what we need, what we want. We're heading into doing that. It's a time, I think, of opportunity. And I do think that when this pandemic is over, or at least receded a great deal, um, this new stage of courtship, of video 
uh, dating before you go out and meet somebody will continue because I think there's going to be much more of a weeding out process before you actually yeah. meet the person in person. And that's going to save time. It's going to save money. It's going to save energy. And it's going to make that first date much more important because now when you go out with the person, you've been talking to them for seven weeks on the Internet, you know you want to kiss the person. You know you, you'd like to spend some money on the first date. At the first date, we're going to see fewer of them because I think uh, uh, a lot of people will get weeded out at an earlier stage, this video chatting stage. But then the first date is going to be more and more meaningful. And I do think it's going to make people move forward into understanding who they are, what they want, and how to get it. Well, let's hope. And let's hope, uh, you know, all those video chats have uh, allowed us to understand that you have to ask for what you want. Yeah, you know, I I put people in brain scanners and study the brain circuitry of romantic love. This is a basic brain system. You know, it evolved millions of years ago. It's primordial, it's adaptable, and it's eternal. We'll get back to being who we are. I want to thank you very much for your time today. It's been really a, a pleasure talking to you, Dr. Fisher. Well, thank you, and good luck to you.